Hello to all listeners and welcome to Service Insight podcast. My name is Petri Lakka and I'm responsible for the services development at Valmet. This time we will discuss on new wood-based fiber products. As we know, this development is linked heavily to sustainability topics in the industry. Growing demand for sustainable materials in packaging and need for renewable virgin wood fiber materials are good examples of the development trends and needs in the market. So today we will open these themes. Together with, uh, to me, discuss new opportunities for wood fiber usage is Jarkko Tuominen, Vice President Projects Metsaspring, Emmi Berlin, Head of Communication from Spinnova, and Petri Rasimäki, Director Valmet Technologies. Warmly welcome for our guests. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Jarkko, let's start from the Metsaspring. Uh, Metsaspring is fairly, let's say, a new company name in this business. What does Metsaspring is doing? Yes, uh, you are right. Uh, Metsaspring is a rather new company, and uh, it is actually a innovation company of Metsa Group. Uh, it's owned by 100% by Metsa Lito, and uh, it is actually doing currently two things. First of all, we are looking in the startup scene and, and companies there, and we are interested to invest in the technologies which are related to METSA ecosystem. And the second is actually uh, what is our project also representing uh, is the spin-offs within, uh, within the METSA group that uh, METSA Spring acts as a, as a kind of a development hub or home for such companies or, or projects. Good. So fiber-related innovation is your, your core. Yeah, that could be summarized like that. Yes. So you are building a pilot plant together with uh, Valmet for molded fiber products in Äänekoski, Finland, nearby, nearby Jyväskylä. And you have a, uh, very recently started the actual construction work uh, at the site. Uh, uh, but uh, now, as an engineer, what is molded fiber? Yes, uh, uh, molded fiber is actually a pretty old technology, actually more than 100 years old. Uh, but it has not been developed much uh, during the last 100 years. And it's a technology to form a uh, uh, Back, for example, packages directly from the fiber, uh, wet fiber. We are actually not calling our technology as molded fiber, even though it has very m- many similarities, and we talk about 3D fiber products. So this 3D is kind of a brand or market name for this molded fiber. Uh, yeah, we are using that uh, now in our project. It is also the our common project name, and it kind of a more relates to the things what we do. Molded fiber is often um, uh, brings the 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 uh, let's say usual Excel or. Uh, egg, uh, egg packages into the minds of people, so we want to differentiate from that image. Mm-hmm. So basically used for the kind of small size uh, type of packages as an example. 
Yes, uh, molded fiber as such has been now as as uh, there is a trend to find uh, solutions to replace plastic. Uh, that is of course uh, uh, realized uh, in in many places, and uh, when you look into the packages of uh, mobile phones or such, they've been switched quite rapidly away from the plastics to this molded fiber. So in China. They are already uh, producing a lot of uh, a lot of this kind of a uh, material to pack uh, small electronic devices. So basically, this uh, molded or three D uh, product, what you what you have, basically touching nicely to this uh, plastic substi- substitution discussion, what we have ongoing in the global level. Yeah, correct, and I think that's uh, one of the main drivers for our project as well as uh, as as we in Metsa group we uh, talk a lot with uh, different customer groups brand owners who pack and and uh, consume uh, and, and companies who are active in the uh, food service area uh, they've been asking uh, from us a, a totally new solutions uh, they are happy with our carton solutions but they they still want to get something new and and uh, th- this is something new for them. Hmm. So basically your your product uh, is basically uh, very much sustainable. Recyclability is, is nice and uh, if I understood correctly, uh, non-fossil raw materials are using. There is nothing else than food fibers in use Yeah. to replace the plastic. Correct. I think the sustainability is very deep in our DNA in Metsa Group. And everything we do must meet uh, the very tight sustainability target levels. So you already mentioned a couple of them. Uh, for example, this recyclability is something uh, we want to uh, support in, in all forms. And uh, we see our role is kind of a bring fresh and good fiber into this recycling loop because uh, you always have some uh, some part which is lost in the recycling and and you need to replace that with a new fiber and uh, and uh, the nordic fiber what we produce is very good for that mm. can you say anything about the size of the market what what we what we see in the horizon Uh, with this product yes uh, uh, it's it's we have not yet strictly defined what is the target market uh, but uh, to give you a, a picture of the packaging market size it's it's uh, estimated to be like 800 to 1000 billion US dollars or euros and and as you can uh, see in many countries that is quite heavily uh, the, the plastic is quite uh, heavily used in in the packaging market uh, pa- plastic is a very useful and good material to pack many applications uh, even even currently as as it is uh, expanding the shelf life and and reduce this the food waste but there are a lot of uh, areas where we see that uh, you can replace plastics uh, Uh, and and very to and also at the same time have a very positive effect on on environment. 
So uh, we we go to the market step by step, uh, uh, let's say end use by end use. So uh, the total market size is, is difficult to say, but 10% of the total market, 20% of the total market could be an estimate. So anyway, we are talking about the huge potential uh, with, with the product when we going when, when you are going out with that. So it is a huge potential, correct? Yes. So Petri, what Valmet sees in this development? We are working closely together with Metzespring with uh, in, in this project. So what we what we see in this? Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it is a joint development project where Valmet acts as uh, the technology developer and Metsa brings in the, the product knowledge. I think uh, we both see, like already discussed, great business opportunities in this. But other than that, and besides, or well, let's say on top of that, I think um, should we be successful with the development project, uh, the process and these plastic-free uh, products we think can really contribute to the big problems plastic usage uh, causes in the world. So that's a big uh, target for us. We really want to put our ding into the universe with this project. Mm. If I may add a little bit, uh, our our aim together with Valmet is not only to replace plastics where it makes sense, but our aim is also to to do it as uh, sustainably as, as possible. So, so we are, uh, of course, uh, trying to reduce uh, the water usage, the energy usage, and uh, to minimize also the logistics during the pro. The, the supply chain. Uh, also, the technology what we supply uh, or try to develop together uh, tries to minimize the use of raw materials as well to get as good uh, uh, packages or or products uh, as as uh, required by the market. Yeah, that's definitely it's a kind of a sustainability is is one of the core of when you are developing the processes and the end product. Hmm. Uh, coming back to Petri, uh, what do you see uh, Valmet role in this development uh, going going further further with the Metsa Spring? What is our role in in the development? I think the fit is very good with this in this partnership. Uh, we as uh, Board machinery maker have good background and, and know-how uh, to be utilized in this kind of even novel and new processes. So we can utilize partly our, our common or known technology and, and additionally we are developing new new technology. And for that I think our our pilot facilities are, are very good in, in actually testing the new new methods beforehand. And actually, in fact, the, the development work has been quite rapid and our aim is to have a very fast pace in developing and, and the ambition level there as well is very high. Thanks, Petri.
And uh, let's continue our discussion on textiles and textile fibers and find out what the Spinnova is doing in, in this area. So Emmi, uh, Christmas is just around the corner and clothes have uh, typically been in the been the product of the festive season. Uh, do we already see some wood-based textiles in the stores in this season? Well, yes, uh, they're just not Spinnova, so <laughs> we're not quite commercial yet. Uh, well on our way, though. Um, but, of course, wood-based fibers in textiles is not a new thing. So we've had viscose and lyocell, for example, around for decades. Um, the only difference that's been in what Spinnova does is that we don't dissolve or regenerate in any way. So we turn microfibrillated cellulose into textile fiber uh, with a mechanical process only. So big difference to the current man-made cellulosic fibers out there. Okay. In your Spinnova webpage, I just co uh, copy this uh, text from your webpage, and, and it says that you want to make the world a better place with your skills and experience of cellulose. You want to help fill the textile industry's sustainability deficit by offering the most sustainable fiber option available. Can you Emmy, uh, open how did you come to this conclusion you are saying in your statement? Well, it was very easy to find the statement uh, when I first joined three years ago. Uh, there was a very clear mission and, and vision for everybody. Uh, we were 10 back then, now we're 40 people who are very passionate about uh, actually leaving a mark in the world in a positive way. And of course, this innovation is born within the VTT uh, in the Uvascular uh, Pulp and Paper ecosystem. And... Um, the founders were just very passionate about making a mark uh, for the future for our children uh, to create a, a good, feasible, affordable option that's easy to also uh, grow and scale into a global commodity that's available for us all. You, so you're working actually, if I understood correctly, uh, with, the, with the global uh, uh, big brands, uh, how do yes. they see this kind of a textile material in their, in their brand, as a part of their brand? Um, changing their material basis is an essential part of their sustainability strategies, and they can be quite challenging and time-restricted as well. So, um, but at the moment, the uh, problem is that the good options, sustainable new fibers aren't available yet in big volumes. So the demand is, is very high and, and everyone's in, in an urgency uh, to, to change things. Yeah. Is this a global kind of a, uh, overall trend or is it uh, can we somehow localize it uh, like in um, some part of the world that it's more mm -hmm. kind of a uh, well a topic to discuss and, and go, go ahead? Well, hmm. you know, I think the awareness is there. Um, textile industry problems have been discussed uh, for a long, long time, but the real sustainability goals uh, that come from the leading brands, I would say that's mostly focused in Europe. And uh, also Northern Europeans are more uh, aware and, and ready to take action than, than perhaps some others. Um, but the most, uh, you know, biggest global brands, they all have sustainability agendas. And and changing the material base, including fibers, is, like I say, a big part of that. Mm -hmm. 
Can you say anything about the technology you are using in your in your production? Uh, we have a lot of engineers listening to this, so I think that they are very much interesting about the, the technology overall that you are using. So can you open? Yes. It? Yeah. So uh, the technology is completely greenfield. Um, it's been built. So we have a pilot running in Uvascular. Have done uh, have operated that for one and a half years. So now we're ready to scale to a commercial factory. And um, it's built around our CTO, Juha Salamela's uh, vision. And so it's a secret for now, <laughs> but we mm -hmm. do describe mm -hmm. I it. I understand. Yes. Um, we mechanically refine further uh, the microfibrillated cellulose that, that is our feedstock. And um, so that's a thick uh, paste-like material. And then we make a suspension out of that using uh, safe uh, paper chemistry. And then the suspension is shot through uh, very thin nozzles with high pressure and uh, onto a drying surface. So it forms a filament. And then we simply uh, dry that on the surface and collect it. So there's no side products, no waste. Um, we even lead the evaporated water from the drying back to the beginning of the system. So it's so very I, simple. Hmm. It's almost like 3D printing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so I assume that uh, you have some patents around this uh, technology also. Yes, we have dozens ahead. of patents granted and, and dozens pending. So Emmy, how customers are thinking about these this kind of a materials? Do they do do you have any uh, statistic that uh, how 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 the people see this is sustainability? Yes, absolutely. And we actually uh, made a survey uh, in the spring of 2020 in five different countries that included Finland, Sweden, Germany, France, and the US to get a little bit of uh, different uh, viewpoints on sustainability of, of textile raw materials. So wood, uh, cotton, oil, which is the, the raw material of synthetics, for example. And 86% um, of consumers considered wood the most sustainable textile raw material. Uh, so that means to say that it's considered more sustainable than cotton. So this is very promising to us in terms of the, the um, awareness of consumers mm. and the uh, atmosphere in the market. Right, that support your uh, vision also quite nicely. Yes, all of us in the cellulose-based uh, innovation space. So what, what do you think, what brings... Uh, uh, what future brings to us? How much wood-based textiles takes uh, takes a market from cotton and polyester textiles? What we see in the future in this field? Yeah, good question. I mean, none of us know. Obviously, we have high hopes, and and uh, man-made cellulosic fibers form around maybe six percent. Hopefully, this year's number is again bigger. Uh, it's growing in two-digit numbers, uh, and of course, there is a lot of room for growth, um, and People often think and associate that with like excessive use of wood. Um, but out of all the pulp produced in the world, man-made cellulosics take up around less than 4% at the moment per annum. So there's definitely room for growth. Um, but I think key is, uh, you know, scaling these innovations to big volumes so that they're feasible and, and affordable. So then they can be competitive alternatives. 
but like like Jarko said uh, about the 3D, uh, same uh, in your business area as well, that the markets are huge overall yeah. in the global of level. Of course. And the spin of a fiber can be used for both textiles in terms of apparel, shoes, um, and also like medical applications, upholstery, even composites. Um, and also in terms of raw material, we have waste-based raw materials as well. So there's a lot to do. <laughs> With this kind of a headline, like a fiber new opportunities, can we somehow say, and this is for both Jarko and, and MU, that the future will have a like a future Christmas that we have a food is packaged in the plastic-free boxes using molded fibers as an example of molded fiber solutions and uh, maybe also that Santa's red clouds are, are made for wood-based textile fibers so is that the uh, future for for us in the next coming Christmas? What well, of course, we certainly hope so. And our estimate is officially now that Spinova will be commercially available in 2022. So next year, we're going to start building a commercial factory, so the volume will increase. But uh, a couple of weeks back, we actually launched a limited edition uh, collection with Bergans of Norway. So in a way, it's already available, but the volumes are very small. Uh, congratulations, yeah. Thanks. What about Jarko? You see the same way that uh, future Christmas, we have a more uh food is packaged in the in the plastic free boxes and unmolded molded fiber is is one of these solutions yeah definitely definitely that will be so that uh, i think uh, all the people want to have that and if there's uh, so big demand uh, there will be solutions by industry and companies like valmet and uh, uh, especially from the technology side so that is definitely the future. Great. Thank you for the visitors and these interesting viewpoints uh, today. And thanks for the listeners too. Thank you. Thank you.